It's Wednesday, and we have John O'Leary with us. Welcome to Clearwater Jazz Holidays Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. John, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and you are back for our What I Love About series, Tigran Hamasian today, and uh, we're excited about that. Participants are muted for the courtesy of the session, but we will field any questions that you have using the chat feature to John, and I will moderate that. We thank uh, Blue Water Wealth Management at Steward Partners and Duke Energy for helping to support and present the studio, which is a resource accessible at clearwaterjazz.com. After these live sessions, they all get archived and are available at no cost for students of all ages and to the general public. And we thank Marine Max Clearwater for helping us produce the uh, or present the Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions podcast, where you can listen to Clearwater Jazz holiday programs, including these master sessions. And that's available wherever you stream your podcasts. So John has been a regular part of Clearwater Jazz holiday education and outreach. He's done quite a number of these virtual sessions that you can find in the studio, including a history of the rhythm section and approach to playing jazz harmony on piano, piano technique in jazz, how to develop a language for improvisation on piano, how to develop rhythmic ideas to improvise better, how to create melodic lines for improvisation, how to use block chords, and then more recently, the What I Love About series, he's been participating with sessions on Oscar Peterson, Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett, Brad Meldow, and today, Tigran Hamasian. Uh, man, we've been pretty busy, John. Yes, we have. Thank you so much. Goodness gracious. So John is a Mexican-American jazz pianist. He's also a neuroscientist. He's the pianist for the highly acclaimed trio La Lucha in the Tampa Bay area. He has a winding path. He was born in the Yucatan Peninsula, where he started piano lessons at the age of three, and he played classical piano until the age of 12. Once in the United States, he picked up the tuba, and he played tuba in the concert band and continued to develop his musicianship through high school, later gravitating to the piano, but scoring accolades on both the tuba and the piano. John attended the University of South Florida, where he studied tuba, jazz, piano, and biochemistry. He graduated cum laude with a BA in jazz piano performance and uh, a minor in tuba performance and an honors thesis in biochemistry. John toured Italy and France with the USF Big Band and Jazz Tet Combo, playing in the 2007 Umbria Jazz Festival and the Juan Les Pins Jazz Festival. As a member of these bands, he's played with many jazz greats, including Randy Brecker and Wycliffe Gordon and many others. As a scientist, John completed his PhD in neuroscience at the University of South Florida, where he is the recipient of the Ruth L. Kirchstein Pre-Doctoral Fellowship from the National Institute 
of Neurological Disease and Stroke. John has been an invited speaker at the Society for Neuroscience, Midwestern Stress Response, and American Chemical Society conferences. Check out La Lucha's music wherever you stream music, and be sure to check out their latest release, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, as well as a really cool holiday album that they have out. And uh, again, you can find all that online. Uh, at, is it laluchamusic.com, John? Yes, sir. All right. So, John, I'm going to turn the stage over to you. Uh, stage is all yours. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you, everybody, for being here and for uh, listening to this master class. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk to you about one of my favorite pianists ever. His name is Tigran Hamasian. He's an Armenian pianist who is just an incredible musician with... Uh, all kinds of cool concepts and ideas that he uses in his music. Let me go ahead and share my screen. I have a little PowerPoint here. Uh, keynote. Share. Excellent. And as soon as the screen here, there we go, I can press play. All right, so Tigran here has this cool outfit. An, he did this music video that is pretty awesome. Look at the shoes. Those are amazing. Um, so Tigran is, uh, he, like I said, he's from Armenia. He is a couple of years younger than I, actually. And um, he grew up listening to a lot of rock and classical music. And he was playing a lot of like rock melodies by ear. And at some point, maybe nine or 10, he started taking jazz lessons. And he was learning uh, the Barry Harris method for jazz piano. And he was doing a great job and he really loved it. And um, he was really talented at it. And so he started studying more rhythmic things and he was studying um, also uh, Trying to, in his teenage years, he was learning some uh, Armenian folk music and seeing how he could incorporate it to his music. And I think that really took off later on in his life. Um, he was one of these guys that was just really young when he decided what he wanted to do. He was really intensely focused on in music since a really young age. And he was, he took classical piano lessons to a very high level and jazz lessons equally and at some point he decided to be a, a jazz performer um, but even at an early age he was 16 when he won the Montreux jazz piano competition and then at 19 he won the Thelonious Monk international jazz piano competition I mean and there were some heavy cats in that year that he was competing against. I mean, so if I, several of those guys, you would know who they are. And he won, he was one of the younger uh, kids in that, uh, in that competition, in that year. And uh, today he records for none such records. He has also has a couple of ECM uh, records out there that are just absolutely gorgeous. His music is incredible. He's a huge inspiration to me and just kind of opened my eyes to my ears to uh, what um, 
music, other things that I could do in music that I did would have not think of uh, without him. So this is one of the first videos I ever saw of him playing. And it just transformed me. I never heard anybody play like this before.
<sighs> man. So ever since I first heard uh, Tigran, I was just like, I have to get my hands on everything that this is coming out of this guy. Uh, just what incredible, wonderful player. Um, so here is a list of some of the things that he does that I find most interesting and unique about his playing that I love so much that it makes me want to listen more and learn what he's playing. Um, the first one is the use of polyrhythms. He also likes to break down meters uh, into the components of, of those things. Uh, he developed the use of Armenian folk music and the way in which our, uh, the, lang the, the musical ideas of Armenian folk music and incorporated them into his language of playing and composing and improvising jazz. So it's really cool. I mean, if you hear him improvise, you immediately hear these a different way of improvising. It's not bebop, it's not, you know, it's not blues, and it's more melodic using minor modes, and uh, it's a really unique sound uh, that he derives from Armenian folk music, and he combines it with this rhythmic stuff that he's really interested in, and, um, and you know, listening to rock and heavy metal as a kid, like he loves Meshuga and and he loves classic rock and stuff. So you can see all the intensity in different ways. Um, and also, the history of Armenia is is dark. There is a uh, uh, there is a history of of genocide in Armenia and war and uh, and so. I can I can totally see where his music can be a little uh, dark at times, and it's just you know where he's from and the culture and and the history of of the Armenian people that he, he tries to incorporate that in his playing, which I think is so beautiful. Um, I also love that he tries cool and different and new things. Um, he loves to sing along with his compositions, but not like with lyrics like a singer would. More like an instrument, just creating harmonies or counter melodies and layering them on top of the melody he's playing on the piano. So it's something to add to what's going to the piano, which is a really cool way of of singing and utilizing your voice uh, in the piano context. And also, he does some beatboxing. You know, like, you know, those, when you, I don't know, what movies, I remember these old movies where these, these guys would make up a lot of the sound effects and they could sound like all these different, uh, all these different things. And, um, but beatboxing in, in this context is more like, emulating a drum set with your mouth and making sounds that sounds like uh, like a bass drum, a snare, a hi-hat, uh, and emulating those sounds and creating grooves 
using those sounds, emulating those. And so I, I love it. I think it's awesome. And uh, I, I haven't quite yet found the courage to do that in public, but I, I mean, it is fantastic. Also, uh, you know, something that doesn't get talked about enough, I think, is dedication to the melody. In jazz, we always say that the melody, it's, a, it's the melody, stupid. <laughs> you know, and so it's, uh, the melody is so important in his music. He writes these beautiful metal melodies, and you can tell by the way that he writes that the melody is the most important part in the music, and that everything in the music is related to the melody the melody is the king of this thing and then he changes up things uh accompaniment and chords and uh and then he improvises based off those melodies but the melody is the glue that holds his music together and he's a master of that compositionally so he's also a composer and he's prolific i love the stuff that he writes and uh, it's just awesome Okay, so let's talk about the use of polyrhythms. What do I mean by polyrhythms? Well, in general, a polyrhythm is a rhythm that implies another meter inside whatever meter you're at. Let's say you're going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then I play a rhythm there that somehow implies another meter, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So there, for example, that was three against four. You're having three quarter notes, one, two, three, one, two, three, and you're having another rhythm that gives you four pulses inside the three pulses, right? So those are polyrhythms. And he uh, has worked a, a lot on these polyrhythms and developed a really cool way of utilizing them during the improvisation and in his compositions to create these rhythmic effects that are just absolutely incredible. Just they'll blow your mind the way he, this guy can just organize rhythm within the context of his music. All right, so here's an example of what I mean. Um, this video has a lot of the stuff that we'll be talking about. So I will, you might, you will definitely see this video again. So we're going to go to the solo of this song. And um, this song is in four, but he divides that four in many different ways to make it sound uh, like it's in different, like it's, it, it, it will sound like an odd meter, but it's not. It's just in four. So we're here. Let me press play and skip to the solo. Five, six, 
seven, eight, Every time it gets me. Uh, whoops. Yeah, so let me tell you how that song works. It's called What the Waves Brought. And think about uh, the waves coming and going. And then uh, sometimes with the shore, you'll see things just come up ashore. Maybe uh, a bottle with a ship inside of it. Uh, a secret message. Who knows what you'll find, a sand dollar. But um, I love this idea of what the waves will bring. And so the way this song works is that you have eight beats. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can think of it as two bars of four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, but each beat, each one, two, three, each beat has two eighth notes. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and one, two, three and four and two and two and three and four and, right? So if you take eight beats times two eighth notes per beat, you have 16 total eighth notes, right? So then, but do you just play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, fly me to the moon? No, you have many options that you can do. So what Tigran does is that he breaks this up. And so in this song, he breaks it up to three, 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 two, two. So that's three, six, nine, 12, 14, 16. So one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, ah. Uh, so that's how this song goes. Um, and let me see. This is off of his uh, his first solo piano album called A Fable. And uh, I think this was the first album of his I ever heard. Here's the solo. You can hear those quality rhythms in there.
whoops. So again, um, you can hear that melody three, 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 two, two, three, 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 two, two, three, 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 two, two. And so this is a very cool idea. You have a certain a very simple meter, like one, two, three, four, one. And how do you divide that? Ba, two, three, four, one. One, two, three, four, one, two. And so he has these cool ways of just moving uh, the underlying rhythm of the song to make it sound uh, different than what it really is. Okay, so then guess what meter this piece is in. So if you guessed, if you guessed four, you were correct. So let me show you where how the four is. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And so, man, when you think about creating music in that way, you start uh, to, to open a lot of different avenues for how you can uh, create music. And now I'm not just thinking, okay, here's this melody and, and here's the meter. Like you can start playing, like meter is another avenue for improvisation, uh, another avenue for creativity when you're thinking about writing music. And nor normally the meter is like, well, is it gonna be swing or straight? Or is it gonna be a, uh, a ballad or uh, a waltz? And then, but 
in this way, you're thinking more like, okay, we're going to divide the total number of beats by different groupings to make it sound like it's uh, super crazy, um, which it is super crazy, but underli it's underlying a more uh, rational explanation. So I find that fascinating. I think it's awesome. And so, you know, that's something that I've been trying to work on my own music is to create some, um, take some cool meters and uh, figuring out how to create uh, patterns of groupings underneath the meter. All right. So the next thing that's very unique to Tigran is that he's Armenian. And so because he's Armenian, he grew up listening to Armenian folk music, uh, you know, probably through uh, cultural events. And at some point, he decided to take a, a more important listen to this music and to see what he can take out of it to include in his own music. And he, you know, later on in life, he fell in love with Armenian folk music. And he took components of this music and incorporated them to his playing. How to play jazz with an Armenian, Armenian twang, you know? And so his first couple experiments, he said, didn't sound as good. And little by little, as he worked at it, he started finding his voice and the how he wanted to present himself, uh, musically speaking, you know? And so for him, it was about using the Armenian folk music as a mining field for ideas, for patterns, musical phrases, uh, form, uh, everything, and to just see what can I take from this stuff and incorporate it to, to how jazz is played and in my own music to write his own music that sounds like what you've heard previously. So uh, I think, I forget what year this album was made, 2017 uh, or 2018. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but this is his first ECM record. It's called Luis Iluso. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Um, I need to ask uh, uh, our our Tampa Bay's very own uh, Armenian Tigran Kachaturian from Sola Bistro. And uh, uh, it means light from the light. And uh, what he did here is that he took, um, he took music that was Armenia's, uh, he took Armenian hymns and sharakans that are Armenia's uh, liturgical songs, as well as chants. And these chants are from a wide range of different centuries, all the way from the 5th century, and some of them all the way to the 20th century, and took these all these 
chants and sharakans and hymns, and he arranged them for choir and piano. And, and on this record, he uses the Armenian Yerevan State Chamber Choir. Um, and uh, I love these pictures of them out here. I hope they didn't do the whole show out there in the, in the uh, snow. But uh, this is really incredible. Check this out. I find that just so cool to take your culture and your history and to find a, a way to incorporate that into your music is just absolutely fascinating. 
So another thing that uh, Tigran does uh, is he likes to sing and beatboxing, and he incorporates that into his music. And again, he uses that with these heavy polyrhythmic things, and he's imitating the sound of a drum set, and then, you know, the different parts of a drum set, a bass drum, a snare, a hi-hat, for example, maybe some toms, and uh, creating a groove. And imagine that a drummer is improvising a solo, and he's emulating that sound. So this is, let me see at what time marker. The solo here starts at 641. Oh my god, every time it gets me. Oh my gosh. Okay, 
So then here's, uh, this is his second solo album called An Ancient Observer. And this is on none such records. And um, this song is called The Cave of Rebirth. And check out his singing on this and how he is singing and layering layers of vocals, uh, a vocal stack of different uh, voices of himself overdubbing and uh, and the wonderful effect it has on this song. several voices at once. 
That is so, so wonderful. Uh, all the incredible music of Tigran. He is just a fascinating guy. And he's got so much at his disposal in terms of musical uh, ability and what he's created. Um, again, if you, almost everything I showed you had a combination of all these things together he was using the polyrhythms in his songs uh and then breaking down meters in different ways and including elements uh of armenian folk music into the way he writes into the way that he improvises to create that sound that he has and then you have that tremendous rhythmic uh flexibility and he uses his beatboxing and his singing uh, and how those melodies, right? That melody that we were just listening to was so beautiful. And you could hear what the melody was through the, uh, the entire tune. And so many of his songs are like that very melody driven. And, um, I, you know, those are things that I find really important in music and things that I find really important in my music. And I try to uh, uh, develop a lot of that sense of rhythmic uh, freedom and also strong melodic content to, you know, hang your hat on. Uh, you got to have a good song to play, you know. And so I think that's great. So this is my uh, talk about what I love about Tigran Hamasian. I hope you enjoyed it and that you took a lot out of it. He's one of my favorite pianists ever. And so I hope you go check out his music and what he has and listen to him and follow his career. Go see him play if he's in your town. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. What a great session, John. Thank you so much. Uh, one of our participants says, thanks for introducing this very talented, interesting musician to me. I was unaware before today. Um, I certainly learned a lot today, and I always love your presentation. You always go 100%, and I love these uh, these presentations that you prepare. So we, I thank you very much for that. And I just think back, you know, what an incredible year this has been for these Young Lions sessions. You've been a really special part of them, where as we talk now, we 
are in mid-December in 2020. And, you know, I just look back and I'm just astonished. I think uh, collectively all the musicians participating has helped build a resource of 115 sessions uh, total that has reached uh, over 760 live participants and obviously positioned um, these resources that are impacting thousands of students, not only in the Tampa Bay area, but but well beyond. And um, you've just been an incredible part of that. And, um, you know, it, mean, it means a lot to us uh, that you believe in, in our mission at the Clearwater Jazz Holiday and participate in it in the way that you do so um what a great what a challenging year but at the same time what a really um amazing year at this in the same respect that it has been together yes absolutely and we share that mission together of educating and spreading jazz in the community and so i'm so honored to be a part of of that mission with you and thank you so much for having me it's really a pleasure well, thank you, John. And, uh, you know, we look forward to working with you as we continue these sessions and our other outreach programs that you are also involved in into 2021 and beyond. Um, so I know that uh, we will definitely be in touch to discuss that with you. And um, uh, everybody out there who has been following along. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we continue to hope that you find good value in all of these resources and are able to utilize them and uh, take some meaningful things away from them. So, you know, stay safe out there, everybody. Be well. Uh, keep playing. Keep listening. Keep being creative. And we'll see everybody back real soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, John. Well. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.